Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. In the last chapter, we heard how the battle raged on with Abdul Khan, the main commander, sending his eldest son, Navi Baksh, along with Karam Chand, Chandu's kid, and Ratan Chand, Kher's kid, with a force of 4,000 troops. Bidhi Chand stormed into the battlefield, taking an arrow from Chandu's kid, Karam Chand, but capturing him and taking him back to Guru Hargobin, who compassionately let him go. At the end of last chapter, Karam Chand is telling Abdul Khan that there are only a few Sikhs left and they should all press in, where Parasaram and Shaktu, two warriors of Guru Hargobind, are fighting fiercely. Chapter 37 now begins describing how Navi Baksh, the main general's eldest kid, had taken this massive amount of troops, how he had come into the battlefield using spears, swords, axes, shooting out guns and arrows. They were refilling their matchlock muskets, placing in them gunpowder, shooting them off while on horseback and mounted on elephants. They were placing their match against their barrel over and over again, shooting out these bullets. Loud cracks could be heard, fire spatter out of the barrels. These bullets would injure many warriors. They were moving around on their horses. Whoever came in front of them, they shot down. Warriors and their horses were knocked down, coming forward. From their mouth, they were shouting out, kill, kill, while cutting off limbs with their kurpans. At that point, the great Parasaram and Shaktu both were shooting out arrows from their bow, moving around on their horse at great speed. The warriors with them had rifles. Where Navi Baksh had come with his mass amount of troops, they went there with their own troops. The warriors emerged, they're speeding on their horses, letting off their rifles, getting close to the enemy. The battle drums were sounding loudly. The toll drums were also setting off such a loud beat. The battle standards were shining. The flaps, the farolas on the top were unraveled, waving in the air. The warriors had pressed forward and embedded within them these battle standards into the ground, claiming that position. The warriors were letting off vast amounts of volley fire. Many had their face ripped open by these bullets before falling down. Many had their heads split open, their brains spilling out, mixing with their black hair all spread out on the ground. Some had their mouths exploded, their teeth scattered everywhere. Some had their eyes plucked out within the battlefield. The warriors had met, creating great havoc there. Many enemies were screaming, shrieking when getting ripped and penetrated. Some were getting tired after just slashing, striking over and over again with their swords. Others were seeing this viciousness, this chaos, and became freaked out, greatly afraid. Some horses were also spread out dead on the battlefield. Some were shaking, screaming in pain. Others were just dead. Some great warriors had their heads chopped off clean. It was a vicious battle. Just pieces of bodies were on the floor. Jackals were out there pulling out the insides of these warriors who were dead to eat. The great Jogunis, these demonic helpers of Kala, were there running to enjoy the chaos. They were filling their cups, which were made out of skulls, with blood. They were drinking it. Their hair was scattered all over. They were just dancing there amongst the many spirits, the ghosts who were all burping after having their fill with the blood and guts. There were vultures, large crows, all shrieking and pecking at the blood and the guts. It looked so terrifying. Some warriors were stuck under their horses, which had fallen. They were yelling out, save us, save us. It had become such a chaotic, tumultuous battle. So where Nabibashk was fighting in front of him, there were many other troops of his who had been killed, thrown to the ground. Where Parasaram and Shakti were, the great two, they were pulling back their arrows, shooting these arrows off, which were like snakes, which would zip across the battlefield, hitting the enemy face on. And this is how the iron clashed. 
streams of blood pouring forth through the piles of dead bodies. Many of the Totoks at that point, they pulled back. They ran away in fear. They didn't stay firm there after getting heavily hit by the Sikh forces. One warrior of the Guru would take on ten Toruks, striking and hitting them down, killing them in the battlefield. Nabi Baksh was amazed by this, just shocked. He didn't know what was happening, how his army was getting killed by just a few Sikhs. How they wouldn't hold their positions up front, being greatly afraid. He was thinking how his own metal was working against him. Wherever he looked, he saw his troops and horses getting killed. Nabi Baksh then sped forward to embolden his troops and he yelled out to them. He called, he said, don't push back, stay there. Why are you forsaking your resolve? You've always called yourself the great warriors with pride. We always on battlefield obtain victory. Now there are only a few six left who don't even know the science of warfare properly. They don't even know how to adorn weapons. They are idiots. And you are afraid of them? How are you running away from these people who we call the village idiots? How will you live on in the court if you want to run away? That you saved yourself by running and not fighting? Nabi Baksh said this in anger to his forces and turned his forces around. Standing there amongst his warriors, he fought as well. Badasalam looked over and saw Nabi Baksh and he quickly sped over with his agile, large horse in that direction. Nabi Baksh could be seen from far with his clothing. He had embedded jewels and diamonds on it. It was glistening with gold. On his head, he had a dastad, a, a turban with silk fabric, which had portions hanging out beautifully. Around his waist, he had a quiver with a karag sword, and in his hand, he was holding a bow, fearlessly roaming in the battlefield. His horse was incredible. It was very large, it was agile, it looked beautiful. It was extremely expensive and strong. The cloth underneath the saddle had embedded jewels and rubies in it. He was enthusiastically in the battlefield, fighting, and he came face on against his enemies. Badassalam saw him and desired to strike at him. He shot off a very sharp arrow at him. He also called Shaktu for support, telling him, Kill this general, he's the commander right there. Shaktu saw him and then they both tried to get at Nabi Baksh, moving here and there on their horses, shooting off their arrows. They also called other warriors around with them as well and they all pressed forward in this attack, creating havoc to get the commander. They were shooting their guns, letting it rain. Both sides were engaged in such a terrifying, vicious battle. At that point, Nabi Baksh, the beautiful warrior who had perfumed his clothing, grabbed his bow in rage, shooting out arrows while pressing forward with the excitement on his horse. He also yelled out to his warriors, taking them forward, stopping them from running back. They all gathered their weapons, spears, guns. They shot them out, slicing and cutting down with their swords as well. Clamor arose from their shields, falling down from the warriors. The noises from the bows and the arrows could be heard across the battlefield. The bow strings were snapping. The warriors were yelling out, roaring. Spears were impaling warriors and you could hear the spears hitting and pulling out the insides of the warriors. Armor clashed when getting hit. Cowards were freaking out hearing all the arrows cracking. Many warriors tired out quickly and they were shaking in fear. These cowards cried out, shaking without control. They couldn't handle it. They were cut down when confronted. At that point, Nabi Baksh was hitting many Sikhs with his arrows. Many had their limbs and bodies destroyed by these arrows. Badassalam saw this and got even more pissed. He shot out an arrow with all his might. It hit Nabi Baksh's horse around his saddle and went right through the horse. And that great horse fell. Nabi Baksh got up off the ground swiftly, readying himself. He in great rage grabbed his bow and he shot off an arrow at Badassalam, which went right through Badassalam, who fell off his horse. He lost consciousness, dropped his bow, but he did not die. 
Six quickly surrounded Parasram, providing a barrier and came to his aid. Shaktu, he grabbed his very large cutting sword and shield and positioned himself around Parasram to protect him. The Sikh warriors positioned themselves as well as the Thoriks were pressing forward. The warriors clashed there. Many had their bodies cut by piece by piece. Many were killed. The battle raged, but Shaktu didn't give up his position. If anybody came close, he cut them down. At times, he shot out his arrows or he used his gun. Sometimes a spear he used to impale an enemy, but he stayed close with his brother-in-arms, Parasram, using his sword to chop up the enemies. In just 22 minutes, Shaktu had killed countless enemies. Then the Thoriks tried to press forward harder with greater zeal, and the battle just got even more chaotic. Shaktu, though, he kept pressing them back. With the support of his shield, he just implanted himself there like a pillar, just kept slicing, chopping up the enemy. Six were surrounding Shaktu as well, providing support. It was as if all these moth-like Thoriks were flying into the flame of Shaktu. At that point, Basram regained consciousness. He readied himself, looking at the battle. He got up, he took his weapons. Looking at Nabi Baksh with great rage, he was standing there amongst his warriors. A chaos of war, where warriors were moving around tactically, striking with swords. The Sikh warriors came forward as well with great strength. Their swords were glistening. Their swords swung swiftly, striking many. Shaktu himself, he pressed forward with a large cutting sword and swung swiftly, fiercely, and cut off the head of Nabi Baksh, throwing it aside. In the battle, many great warriors fell, leaving their body behind and breath, but they wouldn't let go of their sword. Bodies were piled up now, their eyes remained open. Warriors were engaged fiercely with the tenacious warriors. The Turks saw that their commander Nabi Baksh had been killed, the son of the main general Abdul Khan. There in the battle, Parasram and Shaktu, the tenacious warriors Guru Hargobin were cut down as well after killing many enemies. They satisfied themselves in battle and they gave their life. Those warriors remained alive now in the battlefield. Those warriors were now tired and they pulled back. Both sides had tired themselves out and stepped back for a break. Bodies were stacked on bodies. Blood was soaked into the ground. This is how chapter 37 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Abdul Khan's other son, Karim Baksh, goes into battle. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Shut up, Guru Arjun Singh,